Street veteran Bernard Madoff has been arrested and charged with running a $50 billion Ponzi scheme. Congress wants to know what caused the Enron meltdown. Now, well, the collective rage currently is focused on Wilcom. Tyco CEO Dennis Koslowski was convicted of looting hundreds of millions of dollars. This is one of the biggest fraud cases ever. Their president's a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. Find out more on this week's episode of White Collars, Red Hands. In 2021, over $7.7 billion was scammed from people in the form of cryptocurrency, an 81% increase from the year previous. With the words churning through the rumor mill, such as Dogecorn, Dogecorn, Dogecoin, Ethereum, and whatever the fuck a Bored Ape Yacht Club NFT is, and I'm well aware there's probably going to be some comments over that phrase, uh, it is hard to turn a blind eye to the emerging space of crypto-backed securities. However, with more and more investors running to the newest hot commodity, they bring with them shady people who wish to dupe others out of their hard-earned cash. On today's episode, we discuss some of the basics behind cryptocurrency and how in recent years, scammers have sought to use FOMO to their advantage to steal billions of dollars from unsuspecting victims. Tell me more about Dogecoin. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Dogecoin is actually it's a new crypto coin um that's backed by uh corn. Uh this is like the scene in Pocahontas when John Smith is like, We're here for your gold, and she's like grabs the corn on the cob and she's like, This and he's like, Nah, bitch, the real fucking gold. What are you talking about? No, real, that's corn. <laughs> that's corn. What are you? Are you stupid? Are you stupid? And she's like, no, I'm Pocahontas. So I know what corn is. Jesus. He's like, I'm 14. <laughs> yeah, and you're somehow even dumber than normal 14-year-olds. 14, but still hot. I'm going to fucking marry you. <laughs> Dude, you want to talk about a disappointing, like, finding that out, like, when I was 12. 14 that Pocahontas was 14 I was like what? man you look at you look back at a lot of the relationships that happened around that time men be like 30 and women be like nine and it's crazy uh and it was the way things were and that's just how I kind of have to re- I'm like I don't want to think about it you can't or <laughs> it, you're just you everyone get upset. was everyone was like this was normal and it wasn't normal uh but they also like kept people as slaves. So like, you know, they yeah, did a, it was a we bad a, time. <laughs> we've grown as a society. Uh we haven't reached the end of the growth, but you know. Um so as you guys can see, if you're watching the video right now, uh welcome back. You can see our names. My name's Kashan. I'm Nina. And we are not in the same room this week. Uh my girlfriend Jesse had to go and get the Rona, even though it's not even cool and popular anymore. Uh so she got it's it a new now. Wave. Uh <laughs> she's hipster so getting COVID. Rona. She's reverse hipster getting COVID. She's getting it after it was popular. Um um, but we're not in the same room. We're recording uh, online, so I don't know if there's going to be any hiccups. Uh, if there is, I'll leave that apology in. And if there's not, that'll be gone. Uh, yeah. So uh, before we start today on the the many scams of cryptocurrency, I did have an update 
for an episode that Nina was not there for. Actually, when Nina had COVID, uh, we recorded an episode called The Mistake Menagerie, where we talked about a trader named Bill Huang, who lost like $34 billion, like his whole hedge fund collapsed. Oh, this guy. Well, at the time that we were recording that, um, he had not been charged with anything. It was mostly just he was stupid. Well, now they're charging him with securities fraud. So it turns out the thirty-four, yeah, the thirty-four billion dollars he did amass was uh, was pieced together unscrupulously. So he gonna go prison. So I just figured I'd update you guys on that. And uh, if he does go to prison, I'll let you know. And if you haven't listened to that episode. Check it out, The Mistake Menagerie. It's actually a lot like today's episode where instead of covering just one company or just one person, we're kind of doing a piecemeal thing today where we're doing an overarching episode on uh, cryptocurrency and the scams that are currently going on because uh, scams with any currency have been around forever and cryptocurrency, you know, it's new. So there's a lot of scammers there. So we're going to talk about what it is and how people are trying to steal your money with it. Scammers be scamming. Scammers be scamming. I had a Nigerian prince email me this week. Oh, really? Does he talk only, about hipster moves? He only needs like a thousand dollars in a wire transfer to be able to uh, get access to his to his royal wealth. It was something like that. I was like, I kind of felt flattered. I was like, Oh my god, I've never gotten one of these. <laughs> oh my god, like no, but thank you so much for choosing. Oh my me. god, you think I have that much money? Thank you so much. I don't have a thousand dollars to give you. <laughs> uh, I don't. So, Nina, I can already hear your questions. All right. Oh, great. What's a crypto backed security? <laughs> well, they are a very delicate mix of insanely complicated technology at some points and also at some points being unbelievably stupid uh so let's talk first about the insanely complicated mechanism developed by bitcoin and integrated by many others uh that have caught fire aren't you excited hey learn something new every day Um, this is, this is going to sound like, uh, a conversation you've probably had with someone already. Cause there are these like crypto bros that love to just talk about crypto to you. So I'm sorry that I'm going to do that to you right now. Uh, and I'm going to talk to you about the mechanism behind cryptocurrency. The last few people that I've gone on dates with live with their parents, so they're not investing in cryptocurrency, so I haven't had these conversations. Well, at least you're dating within your range. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's so No, weird. more dating people who live with their parents. <laughs> it's so I'm putting mean. it on the street. Uh, you're real-life failure to what launch. What did I do? Oh, I spit on my computer screen. <laughs> okay, there's the hiccup. I'll leave that beginning thing in. Uh <laughs> So what is a cryptocurrency and why do people like them? Uh, cryptocurrency is a form of currency, no der, uh, that is decentralized and doesn't rely on the government or banks to back its worth. So uh, exchanges between people have kind of evolved over time. Uh, back in the day, way back in the day, it was bartering with physical goods. Hey, I want your cow. I'll give you a chicken. But maybe... You don't want a chicken. Right? Yeah, maybe you maybe you don't want a chicken, but you do want to get rid of this fucking cow. So they they developed 
coins made out of precious metals where we agreed like, oh yeah, coins are made out of like gold and silver, stuff that people like. So you give me the silver and then I will believe that I can go and trade that for something I actually want instead of your stupid chicken. So that evolved into government minted currency, which they kind of realized they were like, they were like, hey, if people just trust the system, then we can just like print money that says, yeah, we'll we'll pay you the money if you give this to us. Um, so all of the uh, value of our money was backed on the government. Or, I mean, for a while it was backed on the gold standard, which has been ended for a long time, where uh, America and other countries would back their physical printed currency with actual gold. So it was like you were actually giving gold to people. We don't do that anymore because, uh, <clears throat> to quote the meme, money printing machine go burr. And, I mean, I don't understand why we just didn't print more money to begin with. Oh, not today, Nina. You're not, you're not making me rant today. It's not happening. Uh, <laughs> so we, we transitioned from that system to uh, kind of what most of us use now, credit cards. Where most, yeah. we don't, most of us don't even like what we do because we work in the service industry, but most people might not even like see a physical dollar very often anymore. They get paid from their work and direct deposit. They don't even see a check anymore. It just goes into their bank account and then they use their credit and debit card for in-person purchases and increasingly online purchases. You might not even see money. So our currency system is literally just like boiled down to a line item in a ledger on your bank account that says you have 10 less dollars and then a line item on another ledger that says Amazon has 10 more dollars uh, for me buying uh, like Benoit balls or something. I don't know. So now we arrive at what many people think is the next evolutionary step in this currency model, which is cryptocurrency. Uh, crypto is decentralized, so there is not one place where all the information is stored and it's not fully controlled by one entity, or at least it's not supposed to. So with our system, a bank keeps a ledger of all the transactions that are processed by its clients' accounts or through its clients' accounts. With crypto, like Bitcoin though, the ledger isn't held in one location and is rather held by every single user connected to the system. So this is kind of a big, it's like a big concept, right? It's like literally every computer that has a Bitcoin wallet is connected to this system where they all keep the same ledger of every transaction done with Bitcoin. Okay. So... How can each you just need to pass away? I don't understand how anything works. <laughs> just... Hey, so like, <laughs> like I said, this is this is pretty complicated. I watched like three 40 minute videos on exactly how blockchain, which is what we're about to get to, and about how crypto works, and it's kind of crazy. And there's more. I don't go into, like, I'm about to go into some big detail on blockchain. I don't go into nearly as much detail as there is. Like, this is like, hey, kind of brief overview. Hope you get it. So, trial by fire. So, how can each user verify that they received the correct ledger entries, though? Because they're just, like, broadcasting these transactions. How are they sure that the transactions they get are the true 
transactions and someone's not faking them. Uh, and this is through something that I'm sure you've heard your cousin throw around at a family gathering, the word blockchain. We have different cousins. It's just, I, I feel like it's it's a thing that everyone has like that one family member that's really into crypto investing that the, they want, all they want to do is talk about blockchain. They're like, oh yeah, I know a thing or two about blockchain. No, you don't have that friend? I think we I, hang out with very different people. I think this is going to touch more people than you think. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it will. My family talks about God, Trump, li- how liberals are terrible while I'm in the room. Not about Bitcoin. That is that that is the Antichrist. So we don't talk about that. All right. It's giving the way for the Antichrist. They just don't like making money, I guess. I don't know. Gotta live a humble life. Bible don't make coins come out of it, as far as I know. No. How are you supposed to tithe 10% of your Bitcoin, Kashan? Riddle me that. I guess I guess the church is going to have to get a Bitcoin wallet. I don't know. There's got to be a priest out there that's also a cryptocurrency miner. I, I guarantee oh, it. You know that Joel Osteen probably has crypto. Oh, yeah. There we go. That's a perfect example. Fuck yeah. Yeah. That man has cryptocurrency. That's like when, who was it? Was it Nelly accidentally accepted Bitcoin? Who was it? There was a rapper who released an album who accidentally accepted Bitcoin and made like a shitload of money. He was probably so upset and then like five years later was like the I opposite. Figure out who it was. <laughs> oh, it was 50 Cent. Yeah. Man, it reminds me of so like the first transaction using Bitcoin was like someone bought a pizza and they bought a pizza for something crazy like 2000 Bitcoin which now would be worth like 2,000 times 30,000. Do that math really quick. Um, well, that's like what happened to 50 20 cent. million dollars. Oh. Yeah, so he paid around 700 Bitcoins for album sales. And then... That's a lot. <laughs> um, but then, like, now it's worth $25 million. Well, there we go. 50 cent just graduated to a dollar, okay? He's, he's yep. making money moves. Um, and you've heard us... So uh, getting back to cryptocurrency, what it is, uh, the crypto part of cryptocurrency stands for cryptography. Uh, So the transactions are encrypted, which makes them almost impossible to duplicate using something called blockchain. Uh, Blockchains use this encryption to packet uh, a series of transactions like on the ledger. So I think it's like 2,400 transactions go into something called a block. Uh, which are these blocks are created by crypto miners uh, through a complex computational process, which you can learn more about online. I, I watched the whole thing about hashes and about uh, like SHA-256 encryption, which is what they use. And about it. So it's basically like a really, it's an encryption process that's really hard to back engineer, whatever, doesn't matter. Um, so they have all of these uh, GPUs that are mining these Bitcoin by making these blocks. And then they send these blocks out to the universal ledger. So they send these blocks out to everyone who's on the system to put into their ledger. Um, and the block is basically just verified. It comes with a key that showed that it like computational work was put into it. So uh, they send it out. 
and then that goes into the ledger and it's called block chain because each block has a marker that ties it to the previous block so they're linked together in a sequential chain so this block can only go after this previous one and before the next one so let's say that you wanted to go in and falsely manipulate an entry to give yourself like 2 million bitcoin in the ledger so not only would you have to change that one block but you would have to do that block and every single block after it. Because if you change one entry, it changes the entire like encryption process. And not only would you have to do every single block that comes after it, you'd have to do it on like 500 million computers that, oh are, that all have the ledger on it. So basically, it's impossible. You can't, you can't do that. Right. Um, because basically, if, if like one computer gets two different ledgers like someone tries to falsely create something it just waits and then it'll get another one and another one and another one if it doesn't keep going in the line it will reject the other one as false so you'd literally have to do it for forever so you can't do that (laughs) okay now being a miner the one who creates the blocks in return for a small amount of the currency uh this requires a lot of computational power which is why it's been really hard to buy computer gpus for a while and also why some people have been wary about bitcoin and other blockchain backed securities because of their impact on the environment since they use a lot of power so elon musk famously said that he was going to accept uh bitcoin at tesla and then backed out of it because of the environmental uh the environmental reasons that Bitcoin is causing a, uh, uh, a detriment to the environment. So I did not know about that. That's interesting. Yeah. And then he was like, we're going to accept Dogecoin instead. So it is what it is. Um, blockchain has now been used to back what is in my opinion, an extremely stupid commodity, which is NFT. So this is, we're just briefly going to talk about it they use blockchain to show ownership over some digital art medium which is usually just a jpeg or a short video and although people can still share the item only whoever has the last transaction for the art in the blockchain truly owns it uh people have jumped all over this and that is why jpegs of monkeys wearing different outfits now sell for millions of dollars even though i can just go download the jpeg right now like, it doesn't make sense because, like, if you buy the rights to something, that means you're the only one who can produce it. You are the you can put it on merch. You can sell it. You own the rights to it. But owning an NFT of it just means you own this one picture. Like, you own this online JPEG. But the person who created it still owns all the rights to the art. So when someone puts NFTs in music, uh-huh. that, how would that that literally just means the song is linked to the blockchain. So there was a transaction created on the blockchain that says this person sold this item to this person, and that's just forever. So there's a there's a transact there's like an unfalsifiable transaction record of it, which is what fungible means. It means that it can be recreated. So non fungible token or NFT means that it can't be recreated in its entirety. It's basically a way to tro- to show true ownership. Imagine having like a dog that you have breed papers for, like this dog is this breed, right? Um, and it, it's kind of like a verification paper. Imagine that, but if it could not be falsified at all and it was on blockchain, 
And now instead of a dog, they're selling you a picture of a monkey in a sailor outfit. I just don't understand what, like, in the sense of music, like, why that would be beneficial. It's, I, people are doing it with everything, you know? It's basically just, it's a way to show absolute ownership over something and to verify that you own something. Oh, okay. So that's it. And then people, you know, buying artwork, like physical artwork has long been a way to like evade taxes. And this is honestly just another way to do it. That's why modern, that's why modern art has always cost so much. It's like a status symbol. It's the same thing with NFTs. They don't have like any actual worth. It's just a status symbol. And probably some people are just trying to evade taxes by buying these as a cost. Got it. Got it. It is what it is. Um, so that's the crash course in how cryptocurrency works. Uh, along with this, all crypto is kept in an online wallet and is usually anonymous. Every transaction has a personal identifier, but it is hard to tie that back to any specific entity in the real world. This is what caused so much speculation over crypto being used for illicit dealings, uh, like the buying and selling of drugs online or illegal weapons. Um, however, it is good to point out that studies have shown that less than 1% of crypto transactions have been illegal, while around 5% of cash transactions are illegal in nature. So I think people are just doing some illegal stuff. It just makes it so you can do more illegal things online. But Oh, okay. But no matter what, there is still a way, like through a lot of data mining, to find out which wallet is like tied to certain real world transactions. Like you might not be able to find the entities, but the real world transactions you can match to the uh, like the ledger ent entries because everyone who makes a transaction they have the same ID, so you can see if one person is making multiple transactions. And there, there actually is a website called uh, Chainalysis, which th okay. they do this. And I got a lot of information for today's episode from them. Um, they track online cryptocurrency tradings and match them to real world um, trades. And they've been able to shut down a lot of scams using this, which is really cool. So I yeah, figured I'd give them a shout out. So... How have people been using this technology to scam old people out of their life savings? No! Let's find out. Uh, Not the old people. It just makes me so sad. Old people are always the ones getting scammed because they're old. They don't know how technology works. I mean, we are younger and we barely, like before today, I didn't know really how crypto worked. Um and you might still not know. Everyone listening to this right now might still not know. That's kind of a lot. Uh, it's really involved technologically. So, but old people, they just do whatever they're told because they're old. They don't know what's going on. Uh, so it's worth mentioning that there are a lot of scams that are just like normal scams, but targeting cryptocurrency, someone pretending to be a Nigerian prince, just like you, Um and they want you to send them Bitcoin instead of before they wanted you to wire money because now it's really going to be hard to reverse a transaction through Bitcoin. Um, or legitimately, like, $2 million in crypto was sent to people impersonating Elon Musk last year. So got, everyone out there who needs to hear this, Elon Musk does not need your Shiba Inu coin. Okay. He's, no. He's got enough. He's the richest he, man in the fucking world. He does not need your money. He's not going to reach out to you on Twitter, even though he owns it. 
and ask you to send him cryptocurrency. Please don't do that. Uh, Did he buy Twitter in cryptocurrency? I who knows? Who knows how Twitter takes their money? They're gonna honestly the people who own Twitter right now. They were all like, "No, don't take us over." But they're all gonna be like, they're gonna be loving it because they got their fucking cash out now. Saying forty four billion dollars. It's a lot of money. You could have put $44 billion into a stimulus package for me. Uh, yeah, yeah, just the Nina Kern stimulus package. Get well, her, get her to date like, someone that doesn't live in their parents' basement. I don't live in my parents' basement. Date someone that doesn't live in their parents' basement. Like the two dates you just to. told me about. That's what the stimulus package would be going to. Listen, I am Help a beacon Nina for Kern. men. I am a beacon for men who want to live with their family great enjoy dying on that hill uh <laughs> i will so we're we're not going to talk about those boring run-of-the-mill scams that just are your cryptocurrency though uh we're going to talk about the two biggest scams by pure numbers in the crypto sphere uh the first of which being the good old-fashioned ponzi scheme hell yeah hell yeah they do it with everything and cryptocurrency is not an exception um popularized by carlo ponzi way back when and quote unquote perfected by bernie madoff uh check out our bernie madoff episode if you'd like it's a pretty good episode uh the ponzi scheme pays old investors with money from new investors and has been a classic scam for more than a century and a cryptocurrency once again no exception. The newest instance of which is the Russian crypto company Finico. Uh, Finico invited Russian investors to invest in their company with crypto promising returns of up to 30%. And they even eventually launched their own coin, which traded on many popular exchanges. Finico sounds a little finicky. <laughs> Great. Uh, Just saying. And believe it or not, you're right on the nose. Uh, the company was headed by a popular Russian Instagram influencer, uh, Kirill Doronin, I think, uh, and drew a large volume of customers as Russia's hard financial position got even worse during the COVID pandemic. Uh, the site was active for 19 months from December 2019 to July 2021 and received over $1.5 billion worth of Bitcoin deposits. Uh, although it is unclear how much of this was paid back to its early investors. Uh, at the end of its run, users found they could no longer withdraw their money from their accounts, and the Ponzi scheme finally dried up. Uh, Kirill Jeronin has since been arrested and agreed to testify against 44 other conspirators who are also mostly influencers who were paid to entice investors for Finico. Uh, a trial is still awaiting to happen, and more arrests are sure to be made. Um, and this is just one example as a large Ponzi scheme around cryptocurrency seems to happen basically every single year since 2013, uh, with the exception of 2019. Weirdly, there was no really large Ponzi scheme uncovered that year, which is why there was such a big oh. increase. There was that 81% increase. I mentioned the intro of money scams. It's because 2019 was actually a dip. 2020 was pretty high too. So these, these Ponzi schemes are still constantly happening. But the main reason that I wanted to do this episode this season was over something called a pump and dump scheme. <laughs> you know, you just wait. Uh, 
Pump and dump scams, also known as a rug pool, is different from the pump and dump that happens any given Friday at Nina's apartment. Uh, <laughs> you know why they happen at my apartment? Because they live with their parents. They live with their fucking parents. <laughs> uh, and I live alone. Well, great. So every Friday, Nina's doing a doing a good old doing a pump and dump. Um, it is becoming the most prolific cryptocurrency scam by the numbers, and I'm sure that you've probably tangentially at least heard about one of these by now. Um, with a little bit of coding knowledge, anyone can create a cryptocurrency. You may have heard of big name ones like uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, or you may have even heard of some popularity popular secondary coins like Cardano or Litecoin, but there are thousands of smaller uh, quote-unquote altcoins that are created constantly. Uh, There are coins for almost anything from popular sports clubs to a Shrek coin, which I literally found by Googling Shrek cryptocurrency, and there's one. It's called Shrek. There is even a coin called Cum Rocket or cummies for short that is used to pay sex workers on an adult website um so it is fair to say that with minimal technical knowledge you can make a coin and get it registered on an exchange because i've found all of these very easily cummies yeah there's not a lot that makes my jaw drop come rocket give me the cummies dog pay me in them cummies uh White Collars Red Hands will actually only be taking donations in the form of cummies from now on. So please, please uh, <laughs> go to our crypto wallet and drop your cum rocket coins in there. <laughs> I can't believe that's a sentence that I just said on here. Um, rocket. Cum rocket. Uh, in a pump and dump scheme, an entity creates a cryptocurrency and then creates a lot of hype around the coin so people buy it, and the price of the coin skyrockets briefly. Uh, at its highest point, the developers siphon off the liquidity fund of the coins that people have bought and disappear into the night, leaving everyone who invested high and dry. Uh, an example of this is the infamous Squid Coin. Uh, Squid was made during the height of the popular Netflix show Squid Game, uh, where people down on their luck compete in deadly children's games to win a cash prize at the end. The developers of Squid Coin said they were making a video game that would utilize their cryptocurrency to buy in to play a rendition of the Squid Game where the winner would walk away with the entire pot at the end. So you basically like they, they said they were developing a video game that was basically the show where you play in the squid game um and it in you buy in with their token and at the end you'd win their cryptocurrency as like the jackpot people went crazy over this and it received a lot of media coverage like yahoo finance um and multiple other news outlets covered this coin which saw it skyrocket to around two thousand and eight hundred dollars per coin what that yeah that's like the price of a of an ethereum coin it's insane. I remember when Dogecoin was exploding, and I had never heard of it before. And out of nowhere, it was just, like, blowing up. And Dogecoin is still around, like, 14 cents a coin. Um, Squidcoin, obviously, is worth nothing now. Uh, and we're about to talk about it. Um, the investors quickly learned that the developers had made it easy to buy the coin 
but hard to sell as you had to buy another cryptocurrency in order to sell the squid coin. And the only way you could get that other cryptocurrency was from playing their game, which wasn't out yet. So the first that's the first red flag. Uh, then the developers pulled all the money from the coin, wiping out all of its value around $13 million and taking all that money from over 40,000 people that held the coins at the time. Wow. So this was up for like a week. They literally like made the coin, put it up, got all of these articles, ran on this coin. The price skyrocketed and they got out with $13 million. No one knows who who's behind it, by the way, because of the anon because the uh, yeah I was going to say, and then there's no way to catch these people. The developers re- remained anonymous, which is another one of the things they say watch out for. So watch out for um, coins where they make it hard to sell because they'll put penalties on selling to inflate the price more because people will buy but they won't be able to sell. So that's one, and then make sure that you know who the developers are if they're anonymous. That's a big red. That's a big red flag. Like you should know who created the coin. Um, yeah, and it is to be noted that there was never an official partnership announced between the coin and Netflix or the production company that made the show. The developers, once again, were anonymous, and the website contained multiple spelling errors. Um, these are all telltale signs of a scam. So please be aware when investing in the newest coin or buying an NFT of this episode or some dumb shit if someone decided to make that. Yeah. So sometimes the rug pull is even stupider as seen in the case of the Anubis Dow coin, which didn't even have a website, just a Twitter account with a Doge-inspired logo that said it was backed by a bunch of assets that they just made up. And after raising $58 million, the rug was pulled, leaving investors with nothing to show less than 20 hours after its launch. So they like paid people on Twitter to hype up this coin. And then when it came out, they sold $58 million worth of it and then just like took all of it. Shitty. And this was this was uh, utilized not to get into it, but there was some in the code. There was a backdoor written so that when money goes into this thing called a liquidity pool, um, that the owners had most of the liquidity points already in the pool, so they could cash all of them out using the code. Um, which is why this can be prevented by only buying coins off of an exchange that utilize something called a code audit, where a third party company looks through the code of every coin listed on the exchange and they give it an approval. So if you're going to buy these, just please do your research. I mean, I think it's like investing in anything. You need to know what you're investing in. And this is coming from someone who doesn't know anything, but like you need to not put all your eggs in one basket and you need to know where you're putting your eggs. Yeah. And if you, if you hear about something that everyone is doing and making money, you should be wary. Um, I think it's Warren Buffett who said like something along the lines of be bold when everyone else is scared and be scared when everyone else is bold, some shit like that. So it's basically that. Like if, if something seems good, too good to be true, it is too good to be true. So don't fall for it and research the company. Like literally like all you would have to do is go and do a few article perusals and you would know, oh, this is bullshit. Like, they spelled Squid Game wrong on their website. Like, this can't be real. Um, It's the same with all scams ever online. Like, 
If you get an email that seems suspect, it's probably full of spelling errors. That's a scam. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and if anything sounds fishy, it probably is fishy. And if it's too good to be true, it's too good to be true. Yeah. That's what. Yeah. Don't Uh, trust anyone. And, you know, these pump and dump schemes, they're illegal in the stock market. Like the the SEC and the FTC have made regulations that make pump and dumps in the stock market illegal. Um, But most regulatory bodies are bureaucratically trying to catch up with the firestorm of crypto. And therefore, there aren't many regulations in place. Um, And that was one of the key tenets to why people liked cryptocurrency in the first place, is that it's touted financial freedom at its core, that it doesn't have to have an oversight of a government and there's no one dipping into your pockets or there's no one there that can steal from you when you're making transactions like banks can or how people can embezzle from you. Like that's not a thing that can happen with these registered cryptocurrencies and or that's why people like them. Um, so largely, I believe that most cryptocurrency fraud can be avoided by simply educating yourself on investments and about what you're dealing with as a whole. So hopefully... Today's episode can keep you guys safe from pumping your money into a new MCU crypto called Hulk Coin, spelled H-O-L-K, or something equally as dumb. You know, it's is just no Hulk Coin is not is not real. What coin was real? Yeah, that's the thing. Come Rocket is real. That that's what I said. I was like, this is so. This is so stupid, but people fall for it, and I think we've shown that people people fall for this shit. Um, they do even though it seems ridiculously stupid. Um, So crypto is complicated. Uh, The technology that makes it run is insane. Uh, But like always, people find a way to turn incredible achievements into avenues to hurt others. Don't let FOMO control your investments. Let it control the trips you take and the memories you make instead and leave your investments to research and due diligence. Because if you don't, someone will steal all of your money. And in order to save you from the jaws of predators, we here at White Collars Red Hands would like to announce our new cryptocurrency, the White Collar Coin, a crypto based on cock chain technology where we tattoo our ledger transactions on the penises of convicted white collar criminals. If you want to buy some of the coins, Please send $1 million to our Venmo and we will send you back an NFT of Bernie Madoff's dick and balls. Thank you for listening to our classy show. And Brett Favre's dick and balls. Huh? Yeah, and Brett Favre's dick and balls. Just whatever. Because I've actually seen those. Yeah. We we here at White Collars Red Hands are pioneering cock chain technology. So. We are. Uh, it, it, I am. It's the future. I'm the queen of the pump and dump. You should get a tramp stamp that says that queen of the pump and dump. It just says pump and dump. That'd be tramp great. Stamp. That'd be great. I'd love that pump. for you. I wouldn't put it on me, but I'd love that for you. Uh, <laughs> I was, just after after writing this whole like very serious outline, I was like, I was like, I gotta make a dick joke. Put something I, stupid at the end. I gotta make a dick joke. It's got. I have to get it out. You know. You have to. So I would have been disappointed in you if you hadn't. So thank you. Um, and thank all of you at home 
for listening to this episode. Um, if you liked what you heard today, what you heard today, uh, here on white collars, red hinge, uh, review rate, follow, subscribe on whatever podcatcher, uh, you're listening to this on. You can leave a review on iTunes or Apple podcasts. Now, um, you can rate us on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, and then you can follow or subscribe on any one of the other podcatchers that you use. So please do that. Free way to support us and let people know uh, that you like what you're hearing. Uh, if you want a not so free way to do that, you can buy our merch uh, over at T Public. The link is in the show description on all of our podcatchers. Uh, you can also go to our website, whitecollarsredhands.com. Hit the check out the merch button, and they'll take it there. You can buy this uh, cool sweatshirt that I am currently rocking. Um, another free way to support us, you can just follow our socials, facebook.com slash white collars, red hands, Instagram at, uh, white collars underscore red hands, uh, Twitter at white collars pod, interact with us all there. Those will always provide the links to our YouTube videos where we're hosted over on entertainment buffet. So go ahead and check them out. And actually I do have a plug for them, Entertainment Buffet, who uh, we've had a close relationship with and is hosting all of our uh, all of our video episodes. Uh, the creator of that, Brandon, just released a um, an online and physical web comic called uh, Tripping Through Time. Uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to put the link to where you can purchase that in the show description for today. So go ahead, go over there, support him, support uh, his work, and you will support us uh, also. Uh, you can also send us an email, recommend an episode to us, uh, open a disc, open a discourse with us, talk about cock chain technology and uh, buying our newest, the white collar corn, the white collar corn. God damn it. I can't speak to, I can't say coin for some reason. Uh, can't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you literally cannot. Today. I'm just trying to make a joke and I can't fucking talk. So, uh, you can send us an email, white collars, red hands at gmail.com. Um, we always, we do a fan submitted episode every single season. Uh, this season, it's going to be the season finale, which is awesome. Some of the great, the murder is, uh, been recommended to us. So we love that. Um, but yeah, and then I think that's everything from me. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week on another episode of White Collars, Red Hands. Red Hands. <laughs> <laughs>